Hi, I'm your host, Brittany Spence, and this is In the Face of Illness. We are a podcast committed to cultivating a greater understanding of the many resources available for families facing childhood illness, because we believe this is a vital topic of conversation, not only for families in the throes of the fight, but for everyone. Ultimately, we are here to offer hope in the face of illness. As a former pediatric nurse, Rachel Martin is now caring for her community in a completely different way. Rachel traded in her scrubs to pursue her dream in design and real estate. She is now the owner and lead designer at House of Martin and is an affiliate broker with Myers Cobb Realtors. After her career change, she still had a desire to reach and help the pediatric community across the Mid-South. She chose to donate a portion of all proceeds from home sales to the Forrest Spence Fund. Her passion for service is what makes this local realtor and designer a valuable asset to any homeowner. When Rachel's not with clients or working on projects, she loves to spend her time with her husband Kerrigan, daughter Mila, and son Rome. They currently live in East Memphis along with their golden retriever, Stella. We are honored to have Rachel on with us today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Let's start a little bit about your background in healthcare. Yeah. So um, I was a former pediatric nurse. I did nursing for almost a decade. It was such a great experience. I could not have asked for a better start in my career. I was actually a patient at Le Bonheur myself. I was in a really bad car wreck when I was in high school, and just the care that I received there was unlike anything I'd ever experienced mm-hmm. before. Those nurses and that staff just touched my heart. Um, and so I wanted to be able to reach people like they had reached me. And so I went into nursing school and I just had that desire and passion to just take care of kids across this, the the city. And it was great. I started in the ER there. I did some PICU, PACU. Um, I was at St. Jude for a little bit and then ended up in the OR um, working uh, with orthopedics, and it was just an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a decade in the healthcare. Yeah. Love that part about, you know, your own story and how that weaved in. Um, and how is your health now from your experience with the car accident? So it was great. Um, it's kind of a crazy story. Um, I have a huge love for Dr. Beatty. He is actually, I'm sure you know Dr. Beatty mm-hmm. himself. Yeah. He saved my arm. I mean, it was a very traumatic thing for a 16-year-old girl. I mean, I was playing tennis and I was dancing and I had just multiple fractures and it was something that we did not know I was going to be able to recover from. Mm-hmm. And so it just, I've, I've healed full circle and I, I can utilize my arms and it's great. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's amazing. Dr. Brady, of course, is we are huge, huge yes. um, fans of his, and he's been instrumental in our family for many years. Um, okay, so you started in healthcare, did um, both of our major children's hospitals here yes. in Memphis, St. Jude and Le Bonheur. And what made you decide to, to make the switch? So being in real estate and design has always been a huge passion of mine. My dad is an architectural engineer, so I grew up seeing him build all these beautiful hardscapes and just outdoor construction and buildings. And 
it was just something I kind of always did on the side. Like, mm-hmm. I would just sit and draw and, like, go through, like, Architectural Digest and, like, play with designs, like, you know, on a design board. And it was just always this creative outlet I kind of had on the side. And when my husband and I moved to East Memphis um, after we got married, I started sharing a little bit about our first home um, on Instagram and just across social media and what we were doing and how we were doing it. And I had so many people reach out to me and it's like, I need you to help me do this. Like, mm-hmm. help me find a home and fix it up just like you're doing. And I was like, wow, you know, like, mm-hmm. this is kind of fun. Like, I love doing this. And I would just kind of share tips and stuff. And um, it was always something I was interested in, but I I've had this career in nursing, you know, and I was really happy. I'd always wanted to be in the OR at Le Bonheur, and I just found this love where I was. Um, I loved my surgeons. I loved my community. I loved what I was doing. But I still had this desire, mm-hmm. you know, of this other passion that I had. And after I had my daughter, Mila, it was just one of those things where we kind of just sat down and we prayed about it. And we're like, okay, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. And my husband's an ER pharmacist, so we were both in the medical field, mm-hmm. and it was just kind of one of those conversations, like, now's the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we felt like God was kind of leading us in that direction, and it was scary. It was mm-hmm. a scary change. Um, it was a big risk, and it was kind of one of those things we just put our faith in and trust God, and we went full steam ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay, so at that point, you decided to leave the healthcare field. I did. And did you kind of just look around to see, I mean, because obviously you're doing the real estate yeah. and the design. So you just kind of looked around and said, okay, Myers Cobb will be a good fit. Yeah. And started in that realm because the House of Martin part came yes. a little bit later, it right? It did. It did. So I wanted to kind of set my foundation in real estate. Mm-hmm. I knew that was going to be what I needed to do first. Mm-hmm. I needed to learn more. I needed to grow more. And my twin is actually a contractor. Mm -hmm. He's done like a bunch of investment properties. And so he was kind of my inspiration for Mm -hmm. this. You know, I was learning from him and I was like, let me get this moving forward in the right direction first. Mm -hmm. And so I knew the design part would come later, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to know everything that I could about the home experience. And so I... I knew Brittany Cobb Mm -hmm. from um, just some influence stuff that I've done in Memphis for a while, and she was great. Mm -hmm. They had just started the brokerage. I didn't want this this big brokerage Mm -hmm. that I felt like, you know, I didn't really have that sense of community Mm because I was so used to that in the OR, and Mm -hmm. that was very important to me. And so they just welcomed me with open arms and it was something that I could kind of grow my own business within the business Mm -hmm. and just be my own brand and and follow what I love to do and they were just really big with supporting me with that Mm -hmm. that's amazing that's amazing yeah and so started doing real estate I did and then when did you how long after that did you start House of Martin so I started real estate full-time in October let's see of 20 21. Okay. And then I launched House of Martin in March of 22. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So just really like six yes. months or so. Yeah. It okay. wasn't very long. Okay. And it was just the more and more I did real estate, mm-hmm. the more and more I knew that those projects were coming mm-hmm. and all of my clients 
it was like that discussion that we had. Yeah. With every home sale, it was all about design. Yeah. As you know, you know, moving yeah. into a house, unless you're building a new construction, yeah. there's typically something that you want to do to every property. Yeah. And yeah. I just saw that need and that desire. And, uh-huh. and I actually was pregnant with my son, Rome, like a month into launching House of Martin. Yeah. So it was kind of wild timing. I was like, this is either the craziest idea I've ever had yeah. or the best idea I've ever yeah. had. Yeah. And it was great. Um, I took it pretty slow my first year, of course, because I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. I was still building my real estate business. And I wanted it to be something very special. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want to get too ahead of myself. I wanted to be able to take the time and put as much energy and stuff as I could into each individual project and client mm-hmm. and just have a more personable experience. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I focused on and that's what I continue to do. And it's just been really positive. Mm-hmm. So right now, like my goal with House of Martin was for all, both my worlds to essentially combine. Yeah. And so now they are. Like mm-hmm. with every real estate transaction, we're kind of blending that design and construction. Okay. And it has been such an amazing experience. I've had great feedback from my clients mm-hmm. just saying, you know, because once you buy a house, it's kind of like, oh, great. Now I've got to call 500 people, mm-hmm. you know, for different things. Mm-hmm. And now I've networked in this city for like eight to n- almost nine years now. Mm-hmm. And I've really built good business relationships. And my my motto is I would never put my family in a situation I mean, my clients in a situation I wouldn't put my own family in. Mm -hmm. And that's what I really strive to do. So I've built those big, good business relationships to where I trust those people. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just not going to refer anyone out just because. Mm -hmm. Like, these are people that I've worked with, that I've known, that have worked in my own home, you know. And now that I have my brother as a contractor, we just have a sense of communication, I think, on a different level. Mm -hmm. And we have a better understanding, yeah. you know, like we grew up in the same industry together and mm-hmm. kind of saw like our dad create our own business. Mm-hmm. And um, we just want the best for our clients. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. I love also that you have a twin brother. David Yay! is a twin to a girl. Oh, that's amazing. Yes. That's right. Um, and so and they have such a neat uh, relationship. Yes. Um we actually just went on vacation with her and her family, and um, it's just, it's really neat. I mean, to yeah. see them at almost whatever they are, 40, almost 24 <laughs> years old, that yeah. they still have this just really neat. They have an older brother, too, who they're also close to, yeah. but um, there's something really special about twins. It is. Um, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. All right. Tell us about why you got involved with the Four Spence Fund. Yeah. So I was originally introduced to the Four Spence Fund when I was at Le Bonner. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd kind of heard about it and stuff um, while I was there and then really got introduced to it working alongside Dr. Spence mm-hmm. and just learned more about it and saw the incredible work that y'all did, like hands on in the hospital. And it makes such a tremendous difference. So when I got out of healthcare and I, I kind of miss that sense of myself Mm -hmm. as far as like helping the pediatric community because it's what I did for a long time and Mm -hmm. it's what I still love to do. But I wanted to be able to still give back in a different way. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of came up with this idea of, um, you know, trying to give back what I can to the Forest Spence Fund and just see that growth and to see these families continue to help. And it just means the world to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell us about that. What does yeah. that look like? 
So um, right now, I donate every home sale that I have, whether it's listing or whether it's selling or buying, every property that I have, a portion of those proceeds are donated to the fund. Mm -hmm. So um, usually I do it um, like by quarter Mm -hmm. or by events. It just kind of depends. But um, every time that I sell a house, portions of those proceeds are automatically pulled out Mm -hmm. throughout the year. And you um, got a cute little sign that goes on on your, um, I don't even know what, are they called real estate signs? Yes, like a listing sign. A listing sign. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's a little sign that says like, this home, what does it say, this home benefits? What does it say? Yes. I think it's got our logo on it. It does. And it said, I think it says portion of, this sale goes to the Forest Spence Fund. Yeah, it's something real cute. Yeah. So that goes on the sign that's in the yard. It does. Yeah. Um, and that's just my way of knowing, like, for people to know. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. this is what I do. This is what I represent. Yeah. And I want people to know that, you yeah. know, because I'm very proud of it. And I, and I, I think that this city has so much to give and it needs so much love. And this is just a good way to connect everyone Mm -hmm. and, you know, to for people to know, like, hey, this is still a positive thing, you know, and and maybe even if they don't buy the house or anything like that, they're still they're still seeing the forest fence fun. And and maybe that will draw attention, you know, for them to give back. And it just continues to help that community even more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even just the recognition of the logo and maybe somebody driving by goes, what is that? Yeah. What what is exactly what does that logo mean? Or, Or, you know, whatever else. Yep. Tell us, too. I mean, you've got two very young I children do. um and you know you've got a, a, a lot of years ahead of you of of you know wanting to yeah be a obviously be a working mom while also being a very involved mom yeah tell us about your hope kind of for them and seeing you as the working mother and yes. also as a mother who gives back and how you hope to kind of instill that in them as well. I think and that's it's, important. It's so big to me. You know, like at the last time I came up here, I even brought Mila with me. Mm-hmm. And like, I just try, you know, she's only two. So mm-hmm. she can't really understand to the full extent of what yeah. that means. But it's important to me because I feel like we have been so blessed that, mm-hmm. you know, there are so many other kids out there, and especially even in my situation, I was in high school. You know, things happen. Traumatic mm. experiences happen. And unfortunately, that's nothing that we can prevent. But mm. what we can do is try to help those situations. Mm. And so I want, I always try to teach them, you know, let's be kind and let's give compassion and show grace yeah. and, you know, even though they see me work, 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 you know, I'm also working t- to do things for them mm-hmm. and to also help other people. You know, mm-hmm. it's not always about just helping our own family. Yeah. Because, you know, we are fortunate and we are blessed, but we need to still continue to bless those other people around us. Um, yeah. Because yeah. everything's not always perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like from your experience, I mean, mm-hmm. you're a car accident, do you feel like, I mean, pre that, did you yeah. have any desire at all of like healthcare yeah. or what that looked like? I mean, was your experience of your trauma and then the hospital, yeah. did that kind of reframe everything for you? Tell oh, me it about did. that. Absolutely. I mean, I had so many different goals. Of course, like I always wanted to do design yeah. and then part of my life, I wanted to be a lawyer. Yeah. There was just so many different things. Uh-huh. I think I always had this passion for helping people, but yeah. I didn't really know what direction it wanted. I wanted to go in. Mm-hmm. 
And then that that traumatic experience happened, and it just shaped my life. I mean, the fact that my arm was saved, you know, that could have been a completely different outcome. Mm -hmm. My life could have been forever changed Mm -hmm. after that. Even just the nursing staff that I had, Mm -hmm. I remember them just even washing my hair, Mm -hmm. and that was the best part of the entire experience. Just that little act of service Mm -hmm. and kindness meant the world to me. I mean, I was terrified. I don't remember anything. You know, I remember a split second being in the ambulance on the way to Lebanon, And then I remember seeing my dad when I was rolling into the ER. Then I remember talking to my brother on the phone before I went into the OR once. I mean, very like, Mm-hmm, you know, snippets. yes, yeah. like I had some head trauma and it was just these very in and out pieces. And I remember waking up in my room, seeing my dad, but I was in the car wreck with my mom. Mm-hmm. I had no idea where she was. I didn't know what was going on. And like she was across the street at the med. So it yeah. was it was very scary yeah. to know, you know, like what happened and everything happened so fast. And I, that is just something that it changed my life. Yeah. It really did. Yeah. Is your mom doing okay today? She is. She okay. is. Um, she had uh, a sternal fracture, and um, she had, like, a bunch of debris and, like, glass in her eyes and stuff. Um, but she, we were both very, very fortunate. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was something that I, I still look back to this day, mm-hmm. and everyone that even looked at the car was like, we have no idea how you, how you survived that wow. kind of thing. Yeah. And so— um, It was just the two of you. It was just the two of us, and it was actually on Easter, so anniversary's coming up. Yep, it was in 2016, uh, 2006, sorry, and um, we were just on our way back home from spending time with our family in the Delta and uh, just outside in the middle of nowhere in a field, and, you know, there was an RV parked in, in the middle of the highway that didn't have lights on it or anything, and so one of those situations where you don't really realize something's dead stopped until you almost get right on it because wow. traffic's passing it, and, um, yeah, it was not not a great situation, yeah. but I'm very thankful, and, um, I mean, I can't thank God enough, you know, for, for sparing us, and, yeah. Um, I only hope to to keep that, you know, and learn mm-hmm. from that experience and grow from that mm-hmm. and um, just continue to help other people, you know, that may go through those traumatic experiences. Mm-hmm. Like you can overcome these things mm-hmm. and um, no matter what cards you're dealt with, it's just it's how you get through it and the people that you have surrounded um, surrounding you at the time. Yeah. And and I think y'all's foundation does a great great part of that, you know, just comforting people in those experiences and mm-hmm. just shedding a little bit of light. It goes such a long way. Yeah. Did you, I mean, after that accident, I mean, did you really struggle even getting back in a car, driving oh. a car? Because you obviously were, were you driving or was your mom My driving? mom was driving. Okay. So after, you know, you get out of the hospital, yeah. recovery and stuff, what was like that like for you? I mean, it as was far as... terrifying. Okay. I remember getting in the truck with my dad and I was just like gripping on to everything. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know, I didn't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. Like, and I didn't even really, because I didn't remember a lot from the car wreck, it was just still that sense of, fear, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. the unknown, like every time I got into a car and, and honestly driving back, my, my family's, my mom's side of my family is from Clarksville, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. And so we had that drive to the Delta 
quite frequently, Mm -hmm. especially until, unfortunately, my granny passed away shortly um, a few years after our car wreck. And, you know, I just remember making that drive. And the first time I even drove past where the the car wreck was, it was just this, it was like this sense of where, like, my body and my brain knew what had happened. Mm -hmm. But it, like, I had this connection there, but it almost like takes your breath away, yeah. you know, and you just like, you just want to get past it and you want to move past it. And, and it was a lot of work. It was scary. I mean, you know, even like my grip strength and my wrist, you know, it took a long time for me to recover. Mm-hmm. And it was still something that, you know, as a young tennis player, that it was kind of one of these things that it took me a a while to kind of figure out. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like every time I looked at the scar on my wrist or, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's one of those things where it's still something you kind of have to build and you kind of have to slowly build yourself up and Mm -hmm. just know you're going to be okay. And it's part of your past. And Mm -hmm. um, it shook me for a while. It really did. Yeah. Oh, I can only imagine for sure. And as a 16 year old, who's obviously just starting to drive on their own. Yeah. Um, you know, thinking through that, and I'm sure I can only imagine as a mother how much your mom then oh, feared. Oh, gosh. Yeah, moving forward, having two 16-year-olds who yes. were driving and yeah. on their own. And, yeah, and yeah. I remember it was so wild. I remember saying back to my granny before we left Easter, and I was going to drive because, you know, it was one of those things yeah. to where, like, you're learning uh-huh. to drive. Yeah. And for some reason, my granny was like, don't do that. Like, go in, put your seatbelt on, let your mom drive. And I was like, wow. You yeah. know, like, that was a total God thing yeah. because that could have been a completely different situation. Yeah. And I could not have imagined, you know, I, you don't know hardly mm-hmm. anything as a 16-year-old yeah. driver. It's yeah. like you have no experience hardly on the road. Yeah. And, you know, you have all these emotions. and mm-hmm. And thank God, you know, that was not the case. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, tell us kind of your hope and thoughts for the future. Like, what are your, yeah. you know, in, as far as the fund? And then yeah. also, because I think this is a, a great, you know, my hope from this is, um, you know, hearing your story and yeah. and seeing, you know, how, um, you know, life's paths take you. You know, when people ask me, you know, what was your... Like, I always wanted to be a teacher. That was my desire. That's what I went to school for. You know, in the end, only taught three years because of just the way that my world turned. Right. You know, but if you'd asked me, you know, in my teens and early 20s and even mid-20s, you know, if you had said, one day you're going to, you know, be passionate about childhood sickness and running on profit, you know, I would have said, no way. Like, that is not anything like I'm supposed to. And so, obviously, the the things that happen in your life that change things for you. Definitely. um, But just even that, you know, you're making a big impact in the fund by your support and donations. But even people hearing and saying little things can make such a difference. Huge. You know, that, you know, you have your story that I think will have an impact on, you know, those that have been through something similar to yours, yeah. um, you know, but not everybody can love on or minister to these families in the way that the fund can because right. of what we have experienced and we know yeah. and we're doing day in and day out. Yeah. But how much we depend on the support, yeah. whether financially or time or volunteering yes. or 
doing projects, whatever, how we can't do what we do without people helping us and supporting Absolutely. us. Um, and so it's crucial. I mean, nonprofits yeah. depend on other support day in and day out or they yeah. can't keep their doors open. So, right. you know, by by people like you being able to give to us allows yeah. us to do what we do best. Right. Um, so tell me about kind of your hopes and dreams kind of for the future of House of Martin, your realty yes. business, and involving the fund. Yes. So as I continue to grow and as I continue to build my business, that's just something I always want to keep, mm-hmm. you know, in my foundation of my business. Like everyone that I know that are my clients or that are around me, they know that's a big part of my business mm-hmm. and like what I strive to do. And um, I think it makes a big difference because even though I can't, like you're saying, you know, people who aren't able to physically be there mm-hmm. or financially be there, even though I'm not physically in the mm-hmm. OR right now, mm-hmm. caring for those families, this is my way of still giving back mm-hmm. to that community and still shedding light and trying to also, you know, help that community mm-hmm. in a way that is different from what I'm used to. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's something that I want to show my kids, you know, that as our paths change and, you know, as your goals may change, that as long as your heart's in the right place, mm-hmm. you can still continue to do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. And and I think that just showing up and being positive mm-hmm. and, you know, just giving that grace to other people is huge. Yeah. I mean, and I've seen that I'm a very transparent person. Mm-hmm. And so I, I tried to be very honest and forward. And, you know, I think that's a huge part of my business. And mm-hmm. that's definitely what I want to continue to show my kids and you know I think that it it will just continue to build those relationships and and I want to just keep that solid foundation no matter what yeah and as I grow you know I hope that I can continue to grow that support for the enforcements fund and and just keep making a huge impact on this community. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are so thankful for you and your willingness to give and to serve and, um, you know, to promote and talk about us and get the word out, um, you know, because we can't do it without people like you. We can't do it. um, I was... uh, I, I. play a little bit of tennis as well. And I was playing last night with a lady and she was asking what I do. And so we got into a really long conversation about it. And um, it was neat to be able to just even share with this, you know, lady that lives out in Carterville and didn't know a lot about the fund to be able to share, you know, what we're able to do. And I think what does make us special is this, we get it, the whole tagline, empathy, understanding, hope, that we really, that is our everything. It's our foundation of because of what we experience, but not only our story, but the, the thousands of stories we've now had the privilege of hearing and being yes. a part of and walking with. And um, I always tell people, like, it is one of the greatest privileges of my life that people let me in yes. to their lives and to their stories and to walk with them on some of the worst moments of their lives. And I don't take any of that lightly. I, right. I know that that them allowing me to walk that with them um, and for them to be vulnerable with me and to be real with me, um, that I know that that is 
such a big deal and and yes. what a gift it is. And I know because of my son and his life and his death, um, you know, what that's allowed me to to be able to do and to reach people and to talk to people and to meet people. I always tell moms and dads, um, you know, that I meet in, in awful situations, I always say, you know, I wish, honestly, we had never met because it would mean my son is yeah. alive and your child is doing well. Absolutely. But this is where we are. Right. And because of that, um, you know, we've built these friendships and yeah. these relationships with people we never could. So thank you for allowing us to do what we do, Absolutely. supporting us, loving us, promoting us, you know. And we hope other people can hear that, too, and think of ways that they can help as well. That yes. Even though their business, in all honesty, I mean, realty yeah. and design yeah. has nothing to do with the Forrest Spence Fund. Right. <laughs> um, but you've been able to, to take that and say, okay, this is what I do well. This is my gift. Yes. This is where I'm best utilized. How can I use that to still bless families that are in need? Absolutely. Um, and I think anybody and everybody can do that. And yes. um, regardless of what their job or, you know, even if they're a stay-at-home mom, yeah. how can they do it? How can they incorporate their children? And uh, we hope that that Mila and Rome also will come and help do snack bags yes, and I can't volunteer wait. at the no-show ball and come to the 5K yes. and all those things and see the difference their mom is making. So thank you for everything you do. Thank Thanks you for sharing so much with for us. having me. Um, we're, we're glad to have you on. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our latest episode. We hope that this podcast is a resource for you and a source of support. Whether you are facing illness in your own family or want to walk beside other families dealing with childhood illness, we want the stories, wisdom, and knowledge shared to give you hope. Episodes will be released bi-weekly, so be sure to subscribe today.